This episode of the NPTE Clinical Files is brought to you by the NPTE Test Strategy Playbook. Hey PTs, is your PEAT score less than 75%? And if it is, when you review your practice exams, do you find several questions that you had the knowledge to, but you still got the question wrong? Listen, you're not alone and you might have a test-taking strategy problem. You need to visit DestroyTheNPTE.com to find out how you can stop getting questions wrong about the topics that you know. Visit DestroyTheNPTE.com. You are now tuning in to the NPTE Clinical Files, two mock NPTE-based questions told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the MPT Clinical Files. My name is Kyle Rice, the MPT Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, and the creator of the MPT Prep Success Course 2.0. And for this week's MPT Clinical File, we have a physical therapist who is treating Lincoln for lower extremity weakness following an Asia C L2 spinal cord injury. Upon assessment, the patient has difficulty contracting his quadriceps muscle volitionally. The physical therapist wishes to use biofeedback to assist with facilitating a quadriceps contraction. So which of the following would best achieve the therapist's goal? So we have A, narrow electrode placement with high sensitivity, B, wide electrode placement with low sensitivity, C, narrow electrode placement with low sensitivity, and D, wide electrode placement with high sensitivity. All right, so for this case, we have a physical therapist who is treating Lincoln for lower extremity weakness following an Asia C L2 spinal cord injury. Now, in order for us to really get down through this question and start to really analyze what the correct answer is going to be, you have to understand the Asia scale that we use in order to assess the severity of a neurological injury. With the Asia scale, it's really looking at both motor and sensory functioning. And here it says that we're at an Asia C classification. And so what that means is that more than half of the key muscles below the level of the lesion are going to be less than a three out of five on the manual muscle test. All right. And so we have an Asia C L2 spinal cord injury. So we're looking at more than half of the key muscles below the level of L2 are going to be impaired and they're going to be below a three out of five on the manual muscle test. So let's go down the question a little bit further. It says upon assessment, the patient has difficulty contracting his quadriceps muscle volitionally. Makes a lot of sense because we know that the quadriceps muscle is innervated by the femoral nerve, which is L2 to L4. So it makes a lot of sense here. Now, it says that the physical therapist wishes to use biofeedback to assist with facilitating a quadriceps contraction. Now, before we get into the question stem and answer this question, you have to know what biofeedback is. Biofeedback is a modality that we use in physical therapy to both assess and treat a patient with some type of impairment in muscle functioning. And so we can both inhibit muscle tissue using the biofeedback, and we can also facilitate muscle tissue by using the biofeedback unit. And specifically for this patient, we want to facilitate a quadriceps contraction. Now the question stem says, which of the following would be the best to achieve the therapist's goal of, again, facilitating the quadriceps contraction? When we look at A through D, what we have here is setup. We have parameters that we would use with the biofeedback unit and again, we're looking for one that would facilitate the quadriceps contraction. So A says narrow electrode placement with high sensitivity. 
Now, before you really start getting into this, you have to know, well, what does electroplacement have to do with biofeedback to begin with? What does sensitivity have to do with biofeedback? All right. And so the wider your electrode placement, the more muscle fibers, the more muscle volume that you're going to be able to pick up. And so if your patient is having difficulty contracting whatever muscle, you want to have that wider electrode placement so that you're actually able to pick up the contraction. If your electroplacement is too narrow, you're not going to be able to pick up very much. All right. And so already when we're looking at A, we don't really like this answer. And the reason being is that we have a narrow electrode placement and that's not going to allow us to pick up the contraction. But let's look at the other part of the answer. It says with high sensitivity. Well, sensitivity is the ability to detect the presence of something. In this case, the presence of contraction. And so if we turn the sensitivity all the way up, we have a high sensitivity. Well, that's going to allow us to pick up the muscle contraction better. And so here, I love the fact that it says high sensitivity. That's great. But the fact that we have that with a narrow electrode placement, we don't really like that one. That one's not really going to help us. And so this answer is half right, half wrong. We can go ahead and eliminate A. Let's look at B. B says wide electrode placement with low sensitivity. All right, so we already spoke about the wide electrode placement. Again, the wider the electrode placement, the more muscle volume, the more muscle fibers we're going to be able to pick up, and we're going to be able to detect that quadriceps contraction. We love that. That's a good part of the answer. But as we move through the rest of the answer, it says with low sensitivity. Now, we don't like that part. Again, if we turn the uh, sensitivity all the way down, we're not going to be able to pick up that contraction. So this answer only has half of what we're looking for, and the other part does not satisfy. Let's continue down the line. So we eliminated A and B. Let's look at C. C says narrow electrode placement with low sensitivity. Well, we definitely don't like this one, not just because of the narrow electrode placement like we spoke about before, but also the low sensitivity. This is the exact opposite of what we would really want. We would not be able to pick up this patient's poor quadriceps contraction if we use this level of setup. So again, the exact opposite of what we're looking for, we can eliminate C, leading us down now to D. Here it goes. We don't want to necessarily select D because we ruled out the other one just yet. We have to make sure that D is the best answer and it is correct. All right. So D says wide electrode placement with high sensitivity. All right. So we love the wide electrode placement. We know that we're able to pick up a lot with that. Uh, again, the high sensitivity allows us to pick up a lot as well. And so this is going to help us to not only be able to pick up the quadriceps contraction, but to be a great setup for our patient in his current state. Remember, back to the question, he has difficulty contracting the quadriceps muscle volitionally. That's currently where he is. So what is going to be our best setup to achieve our goal? Well, we need to start with that wide electrode placement with the high sensitivity. And as our patient gets better, starts contracting the muscle with more force, we can start to lower the amount of sensitivity. We can start to decrease the width of the electrode placement, you know, making it more narrow as the patient gets better. But for right now, where the patient is, we have to stay with D, which is that wide electrode placement with high sensitivity. All right, 
Final answer is D. If you got that question correct, congratulations. If you got this question incorrect, I really want to know, did you select B here? Because if you did, more than likely you fell into that trap of seeing wide electrode placement and seeing that, yeah, that possibly has to deal with facilitating, but not knowing which way to go as far as turning up the sensitivity or turning down. And so here we have some opposite answers. They're both attractive and it's easy to fall into the trap of selecting the wrong answer. So if you like questions like these and you find yourself getting down to the final two answers but selecting the wrong one, I want you to visit destroythempte.com to figure out the number one solution to stop getting down to those final two answers. I want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the NPT Clinical Files. As always, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you on the next one. This episode of the NPT Clinical Files is brought to you by the NPTE Test Strategy Playbook. If you are constantly getting down to the final two answers but always seem to select the wrong one, visit destroythempte.com to learn how to get down to the final answer fast.